podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another episode of the High B Buzz. My name is Gavin Ritu and I'm delighted to be joined by another very special guest on today's show. Now this season's High B Buzz, we've had all kinds of guests, whether that be current players, former players. Most recently we heard from our new director of football, but for today's show, we're going a slightly different direction. Our next guest, as far as I'm aware, may not be as technically gifted on the football pitch as the likes of Boyle, David Gray or Gareth Evans or any previous guests on the show. But off the pitch, always made a fantastic career behind the microphone and on your TV screens. Born and bred Hybe, our guest is a successful stand-up comedian, writer, television presenter and is most well known for being the voice of reality TV series Love Island. Edinburgh born and bred and hibs through and through, he's now back to host our Player of the Year Awards. It is of course... Ian Sterling. Ian, welcome to Highway Buzz. Mate, thanks for having me. I'd, um, we both got our suits on because it's the Player of the Year Awards yeah. this evening, but I don't really feel like I, I don't really, I don't really wear suits. I don't feel right in them. Do you know what I mean? I feel like I've just, I don't know, I feel like I've just come to court or something. <laughs> and I've also managed, I've just noticed, I've got a small child as well, so I've, anything I wear has always got a sort of like, some sort of, uh, some sort of um, discharge of some description on it. <laughs> Borges, etc. But I think I'm I'm doing all right. I, yeah, looking I, very smart. Thank. You. I was uh, I was I was a bit nervous doing that intro because I was when I was writing it. I was like I was like I'm literally writing an introduction for the man who is the king of in, of introductions. So w- what do you make of that? I thought you'd done a great job actually. I thought you looked great, which is a great start, and it was <laughs> lovely. And you were very kind about me, which is very nice. <laughs> so I can't really complain at all. I was going to maybe ask you to do your uh, your own intro of some something like this, but um. I was hearing it up on stage. I might actually get you to, you know, practice some of your your jokes before this. It's a good dress rehearsal. Yeah, I mean, it's always scary when you do jokes about the because it's a, obviously it's Hibs Player of the Year, so it's jokes I've written for Hibs. Mm-hmm. So there's nowhere you can't really go anywhere and try them out. Yeah, I've said a few to my dad because he obviously <laughs> went to Hibs games with me back in the day and that, but. Yeah, it's, it's scary. It's like doing new material to sort of your heroes, and so it's a it's a weird one. Like even like even even players aside, like even like Irvin Welsh being here and yeah. stuff, like genuinely like that because of him, I like re- read. Yeah, because <laughs> I've never read a book in my life, and then all of a sudden Irvin Welsh's books came out, and all the mates in my school were like, it talks about fighting and that. <laughs> There's sex in it and everything. They didn't say sex, obviously, but I don't know how rude we can be on this <laughs> podcast. But yeah, so it's it's it's, a, it's a, such a such a special day. I'm like, I'm, I'm genuinely nervous, but I'm really looking forward yeah, to it. Yeah, well, that's what the next question was going to do. Is, like, you've obviously done loads of shows, stand-up, yeah, TV, yeah. all these kind of things, but it's just different in the sense that you do get nervous because some of your boyhood heroes might be in the room or whatever. Yeah, well, I want it, I want it to go, like, yeah, normally when you do stand-up, you sort of know what you're, you know what you're doing, you've done the jokes before, you sort of know it, and also, you think, well, if it goes badly, I can, I'll never see these people ever again. But like, I will definitely. Maybe they'll, they might not see me, but I'll definitely see yeah. them again. I've got, well, at least I've got summer, so there's not. We're not. I'm not. It's not like we're playing again next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a bit of a summer to yeah. embarrassment to wear off. Definitely. Well, well, it's great to have you here and on the Hybe Buzz podcast as well. And um, well, I guess we just wanted to kind of first of all talk about your connection to to Hibs and mm. and, and Edinburgh because I've doing a bit of research and knowing you grew up a Hibs fan but can you just tell the listeners a little bit about your connection to the club um same as most folk from Edinburgh really I guess like uh played football as a like a lad at school and that and then got into Hibs my dad took me to Hibs kids mm-hmm. so I think when you when I but so I was like early mid 90s so like when I that was like you got like four or five games a year or whatever 
and I'd go along and I'd, I don't know if you might be too young to remember, but I'd get my green popcorn. Did you, do you remember the green popcorn? I don't remember the green popcorn, but I remember oh. people talking about the green popcorn. Basically, what Hibernian Football Club used to do is they'd get popcorn, paint it green, cover <laughs> it in sugar and sell it to children. It was like a fantastic business model. So I'd have my green popcorn and my dad would take me and he'd complain about the prices of everything. Because yeah. he, he was more a, a rugby man, so he was like going to see like Watson's play for like three quid or whatever, and he had to come and pay adult ticket to them's games. But he'd take me for a play to um, and uh, yeah, I just like, it was that generation of like Kevin Harper and mm-hmm. Pat McGinley and uh, I mean, all those, Russell Lapity, I could, yeah, yeah. all those sorts of guys. And I just like, I just loved it. Like, I just loved the buzz of it. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't sort of scared. I wasn't like, weirdly, I wasn't like scared. I always was quite, I get quite intimidated now as an adult, mm-hmm. but as a kid, I just, I loved it and all the shouting and the foot, yeah, the football. Yeah. And I, yeah, I just fell in love with, with Leaf. I fell in love with, the club and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was there a particular? Obviously, you mentioned the green popcorn, but was there a particular, you know, game or, or, or a moment that that kind of sprung to mind when when you were kind of growing up watching Hibs? Growing up's a growing up's a tricky one. I mean, Derby days, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Like, can't even think of any particular off the top of my head. But like, yeah, the Derby days were always mm-hmm. really good fun. And then I had. Um, I've got family in air as well, so I'd done a few away days and mm-hmm. it was fun being up there and like being with the away fans. That was when I was like sort of a teenager and that mm-hmm. did feel a bit spicy. That was like exciting. So yeah, those like those like travel those like away days and then Edinburgh Derby, so like yeah, yeah, thing yeah. that really And also it'll be the same as anyone that's from Edinburgh. Obviously it's a pretty much a fifty fifty split with my mates, mm-hmm. the jambos and the hype. Yeah, so yeah. it's always a bit of fun. We all go to the pub after and Yeah. Do you still manage to, obviously, gone on to have amazing career in television, yeah. comedian, uh, and all that kind of stuff? Do you still manage to 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 watch the team? Do you come back and watch somewhere? Do you I've got my head follow on Hibs TV. I've got my Hibs TV <laughs> subscription. <laughs> I'm hoping I'll get that for free next year. Now, actually, that's the whole. Oh, yeah, with it. That's the only reason I'm here. <laughs> and when I and, and when I go to Love Island in Spain. Uh, sometimes there's a bit of overlap towards the end, and I've got a VPN it, and I get that because there's a Hibs International as well. Yeah, but um, yeah, I still watch some games. My mates always take the mitt because they're all season ticket holders, so I always they always take the mitt for it. I'm pretty like how fair weather I am. Like I'll just come up on like a derby day. Yeah, <laughs> and then we when we get beat, I just go back to London the next day, pretend it never happened, <laughs> or then every day when I get on social media yeah. and I'm like, all, all of a sudden the biggest head fan that's ever existed. So yeah, no, I still try and see a few games yeah. a season, and like I still watch it uh, when I can. And mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I, I think that, and I actually think that seems in a like pretty exciting place at mm-hmm. the minute. We've not, um, it's not been a brilliant, it's not been a brilliant season by any stretch of the imagination, but we've still got Europe, and yeah. there's like a few g- g- like lads in that team that are like really exciting. Uh, prospects so mm-hmm. yeah I think it's, it's fun time to be a Hibs fan yeah my next question I kind of had a few kind of quick fire ones that I was going to go through you with but I wanted to ask you about about Hibs kits and yeah. any particular favourites that you had growing up or, or over the years as a fan have you got I fit? started as a I started as a goalkeeper right okay so I still think to this day untouchable were the sort of early mid 90s Hibs goalkeeper kits the gym late and yeah yeah so you had the black, it, there was a sort of black and white, sort of not checkerboard. It wasn't that exact. It was more like meshy. That was amazing. And then the, I think it was, it must have been around, it was around the time we were in our last World Cup Euro. So it must have been like mid 90s. Yeah. 
the sort of purple tartan one that Jim Layton had. Mm-hmm. And I think, if I remember rightly, there was a bit of like beading around it and then it had like black arms and that was absolutely class. Yeah. So those like those like Jim Layton era yeah. goalkeeper kits were like absolutely phenomenal. You must have been the first person that I asked about like a, a kit, what's your favourite one that said a goalkeeper kit? But they were so good. <laughs> They were honestly yeah. so good. I want to go. I've got a couple at home actually. My mum's kept uh-huh. hold of a lot of them, so they're really good. Other than that, I can't really think. Mm-hmm. I'm. I really. I really like the news. St- I really like the yeah, new yeah. ones. To be uh-huh. fair, especially the the sort of lighter, the lighter green away. Yeah. It's really, really nice. Yeah, yeah like the cabbage one. Yeah. And then also the the old school purple away kits. Again, mid nineties. I just love the mid nineties. Yes. <laughs> I just love the mid nineties. I love Oasis and I love goalkeeper kits. Uh, yeah. I'm a tr- I'm a very stereotypical 35 year old man yeah. basically. I I listened to a podcast of you on the other day and it was about Hibs. All right. Um. But, oh yes. Um. Reese James and Lloyd Griffith. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Um. And the for those that haven't listened to the the podcast, the, the consensus was it was if you were to buy Hibs and become the owner of yes. Hibs. Oh God! What, what did I say? What you what you'd what you'd do with it? And you had um some interesting takes on that. Right. I've what got, did I have? I've got. Uh, a few of these here. You said that you would make the. And we're obviously made by Joma right now, but yeah. you would have us um, the club t- kit made by Stone Island. Yes, I thought <laughs> I wanted all the lads in Stony basically. Yeah. <laughs> I basically wanted everyone dressed like ultras essentially. I thought it'd be quite funny, and I think some Stone Island football boots had just come out, which I I find the whole I find the whole like Stone Island thing just quite fun. Like quite as a comedian, it's quite funny. Yeah, that someone wants to go out there's there's certain parts of the world where people go i'm gonna get in a fight but i want to wear my uniform (laughs) do you know what i mean i don't play by the rules i'm a madman but i will wear the same thing as everyone else everyone knows what team i'm on yeah i think it's just there's something funny about that sort of stone and also i do genuinely love a bit of story yeah so yeah stone island kits i don't think that's a I tell you what, if they made Stone Island kits, they would fly off the shelf. Yeah, oh, I, I'm not, I'm not going to argue with that. There, uh, you also had, you mentioned the purple kit in that podcast. You said you'd make the purple kit the home kit. I would. <laughs> I, it's a bit controversial, isn't it? We all love the green, but I just, again, like I said, I'm just a nostalgic man, and I just like that. Those, I've got such happy memories from those purple yeah. kits. And the other one was about the mascot. What did I say? I want on the mascot. You would, you would. You, you wanted the mascot to be like evil. Oh yeah, like I remember this. So basically, I'm sort of fed up with mascots being like kid friendly and like yeah. cheering everyone up in a positive way. I thought, why not get the crowd going in like a negative way, as in like you know, like a heel in wrestling, like a bad guy in wrestling. So I thought the mascot, him's mascot, could be like a really posh English guy, and he could just <laughs> be like, oh, I'm going to wear a kilt to this wedding or whatever English people say that annoys me, and. Um, Oh, you speak funny, or whatever it is, and then everyone could just be like, "Yeah, Try English, to... yeah, English, whatever, whatever they might say," <laughs> and then that would get everyone like really geared up. And then maybe like, uh-huh. you know what I mean, maybe you could have like, I don't know, like David Marshall could come in and like drop kick him or something. <laughs> a bit, a bit, a bit, a bit of negative reinforcement or, or whatever. I obviously don't kindle in violence <laughs> in any way. Please do not be violent ever. Come on. Behave yourself. You're not Hearts fans, all right? Uh, okay, yeah, but I just thought I, when I was listening to it, I was like, I can't, I can't not, I can't not mention it because I'm it, glad it, you brought it up because I don't remember. Obviously, uh, you could probably tell if you have listened to that because I hadn't thought that through yeah. entirely. <laughs> so, um, I, but I do stand by all those things. I yeah, yeah. 
fair. Well, well, you never know. If you speak to uh, Ian or the Gordon family tonight, they might take some of them on. I've already had a, I've had a word in private. <laughs> he, he's got his uh, Stone Island trackie on today, yeah. actually. He wore that, despite everyone told him not to, but he wore it with a ski mask, weirdly. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> Right, but um, we can't we can't have you on and not and not speak about about your your career. Everybody most famously knows you for the the iconic voice of of, of Love Island. But it all kind of started when you were at at, um, at Edinburgh, Edinburgh Uni. Yeah, is that right. And can you just tell us a little bit about how you how you got into what you're doing today now? Um, uh, well, the main the main reason I do what I do now is because of the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Mm-hmm. So like, I was um, I was I was I wasn't the best behaved person grow I was all right but I was a bit you know got myself into bother and then um outside of school I was quite academic but I got myself into bother outside of school and then basically me and my friend Greg sort of Greg's cousin owned like a venue on the Royal Mile mm-hmm. so when we were like he was like 14 I was like 15 or something we just started writing show we just started writing shows for the Edinburgh Fringe Festival just the two of us and then I went to uni and that sort of kept up a bit but not really and then in Third year, I went to Norway, so I couldn't do, like, write comedy because I had no one to write it with, so I just started doing stand-up. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, came back in my final year of uni and then started doing stand-up basically full-time, like, then my sort of degree went out of the wind. Yeah, yeah. Since you left Edinburgh, have you, have you touched that law degree? Nothing, there? nothing, <laughs> nothing. A few mates have called me up. Yeah. Apart from that. And, that. <laughs> and then, and then you, 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 your, would you say your main break came on CBBC? And yeah, that, you kind of I got a job. I got a job on kids TV while I was at uni. Yeah, so I was still at uni, and they offered me the job. Mm-hmm. And I sort of said, "Oh, can I finish my degree first? Which turned out to be pointless because I, I sort of barely passed, yeah. but I did pass. The sensible, sensible. It was a sensible thing to do. Yeah. And then yeah, then it all sort of spiraled from there. And then mm-hmm. I done a voiceover on a CBBC show, and that voiceover got sent to ITV, and then ITV asked me to do Love Island. Yeah. And, then... and when they first asked you, were you a bit? Because you've been there since from the first first series of it, were you a bit like, "What is this?" Yeah, I was like, "No, I'll jump at it." No, I was like, "No, absolutely not," because I I didn't really like reality TV or anything. So you, you said you, I said not. no. Actually, I, I generally did say no, and then but it's also the comedy world particularly has changed so much. I mean, so it's like football and that. And that back when I was doing stand up, ten years ago, fifteen years ago, you had to just be a stand up, and if you'd done other stuff, it was sort of seen as like you weren't a proper stand-up comedian. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, this is before, like, Joel Domit went into the jungle or, like, I done the voiceover, or, like, Rob Beckett done a voiceover. It was like, if you didn't do just stand-up, you were sort of, like, a part-timer sort of thing. So, yeah. especially reality TV, it felt like you didn't have, like, you wouldn't have good credentials, like, you wouldn't have uh, cre- credit, what's the word? I mean, you wouldn't be respected, mm-hmm. for want of a better phrase. Um, but then, I also, I sort of had no money, so I sort of said yes. But then... But then the reason I say all that is because within about a week of working on that show, I was like, this is actually class. Yeah, yeah. It's so class. And then, yeah, t- 10 series later, I'm still there. So. Yeah. Have you got a a favourite series that you worked on? or like did probably, you far, probably the first, if I'm being completely honest. Like, the first was absolutely wild. Like, that was because it was, it was chaos on... Yeah. Uh, on... They, we didn't know what we were doing. The people in there didn't know what they were yeah. doing. There was, like, they were all, like, arguing and having sex and smoking and it was just <laughs> mad so but it's still great I, I still do genuinely love it today but um I, I, I was also I was 26 27 mm-hmm. so like I was in Spain like I couldn't be, like, I'd never do you know I mean I'd I was skin mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden I was like literally skin and then all of a sudden I got put in a hotel in Spain for two months yeah. I was like this is mental that was actually going to be one of my 
questions about you know from from watching the show you're always like oh like do the contestants get to leave the video or do yeah, yeah. Bubble? one of the questions that i had was do you do you do it out there or do you do it at, at home or like because i did i did up until covid and then right. when covid happened and we all done it from home it obviously the after a year of do, when i done that series from home it was very apparent like why did you ever come to spain yeah <laughs> but I'm, so, I'm sort of glad i did because every year i went to spain everyone would be like why do you need to go and i was like well, why wouldn't i go yeah um but obviously i've got like family and stuff now yeah you've got to, apparently you've got to look after yeah. them and that's annoying but did you, you manage to get any hibs references or i think i've had a few i've had a few i've had a few football ones that i'm mm. dead proud of we had one where anton anton who's a scottish contestant in love island mm -hmm. went to kick a ball and fell over and i think i said something like he's just been he's been signed on a three-year contract <laughs> to rangers and then the one that annoyed most people was when Gemma owen was on michael mm. owen's daughter yeah. She does horse riding for a living, and I think I said something like, um, Gemma Owen's a member of a pony club. Uh, her dad hates it when she calls Newcastle United that. <laughs> and they... <laughs> but that was before they got... No, that was before they got all the money. And to yeah, this yeah. day, now Newcastle have done so good. And they have been brilliant, actually. Mm -hmm. Fair play, Eddie, how what a job he's done. People still message me on Twitter now being like, oh, okay, call it a po pony club now, do you? <laughs> I was like, well, it was just a joke. Like, but I always pick, it was always funny on Love Island because I always pick like just, we just pick a town like, do you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, um, at random, just yeah. the funniest sound in one and then we slag up, we'll say like, oh, do you know what I mean? I'll never go to Hull or whatever. And yeah. then people from Hull are like, how dare you? I'm like, we literally <laughs> picked you out of like, just, it was the funniest sounding name at the time. Yeah. So I'm not, I don't think I've got any hips. Do you know what? I will, next season. I will endeavour. Yeah. Yeah. That is my promise <laughs> to you. I will get a hips reference. Yeah. I'll see where you do it. I'm, we're going to absolutely buzzing. We'll, we'll tweet off the club account. Don't worry. Yes. <laughs> I got banned by the hips Twitter account. No way. Wait. You know about that? No. But seven, eight years ago. <laughs> it back. feels full. I've come full circle. And it wasn't that rude. I'll tell you the joke. I don't know if you're allowed to keep it in. But it was when, do you remember Matt, again, are you young? You might be too young. Matt Dunn signed for Hibs. I think it was a season loan. Do you right. remember it? Ralph, I Ralph will remember it, yeah. I don't think he done that. I can't remember if it was any. Anyway, he done an any questions answered thing on Twitter. So yeah. that's just missed. It's then. After sex, do you shout Matt's done? That was it. <laughs> that was it. I got, I got banned. Just banned. Hibs banned me on Twitter. And then luckily I put something out on Twitter and I can't remember. I hope he still works there. One of the a lad DMing me, I work at the hip shop, so I'll put in a word, and then there was like this hashtag savey and stuff. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. But I don't know if I'd even done Love Island at this point. It was really early doors, but then I got back. And now, a mere eight yeah. years later, or whenever it was, Matt Dunn was the, the or saving grace at Hibs for one season. Um, and now I'm back. Now you're back and you've got... Hosting player of the year. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And, and I'm conscious that we do need to, to let you go. We need to, I actually need to do that. I'll yeah. be banned by Hibs again. <laughs> Do you want to practice any of your any of your jokes here for people that might not be at? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. What have I what have I got? Um, what was it not like? Because there was I was going to make you do like a, an introduction because I mean we can't have you on and not do some kind of yeah previously or tonight or well I've got I, I was going to do I could do my my sort of favorite sort of weirder Hibs moments of the year yeah yeah because oh, I've got like a few you no know, like little funny things that happened this year so I was like. Previously, on Easter Island, Lee Johnson hires a sniper. Do you remember when he done that? <laughs> Do yeah, I remember. I thought it was. I thought he'd hired a sniper to keep the players calm under pressure. 
But it turns out it was for Stephen Naismith. I didn't know it was you neither. <laughs> what, 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 else, what else was on previously? Uh, on previously, on Easter Island, Aidan McGeady signs his contract with a multicoloured pen. <laughs> Do you remember that as well? Yep. I love that. I'm sure there was somebody in our team that, that, that would have given him that pen. Um, yeah. And as Why you, did you give him that I, pen? Well, it became a, became a theme for the... Um, the rest of that transfer window. It was fun. And then the final one, this is my favourite one, was um, previously on Easter Island, Martin Boyle appoints himself World Cup Vibes Manager. <laughs> Do you remember when he was the yeah, Vibes yeah. Manager? He broke his leg. There's an amazing photo of him just in the middle of the park with his crutches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a great guy. Yeah, great guy. Well, it's been, it's been unreal having having you on and, and thanks so, so much for coming to, to, to do this award. And it's great that, well, most importantly, that you're now unblocked off the, off the hip, Hibs Twitter. Thank you, Hibs, <laughs> for unblocking me. And thank you all for, and genuinely, it's like a little uh, childhood dream, this. So uh, it's, it's mad. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, yeah, it's I know great. you've got some other some other stuff um, coming up. You've obviously got your, your uh, Partners in Crime podcast with, with Laura. And yeah. you've got your, your tour relevant. Yes. Which is on deal now. now. 2024 comes to Scotland early April. I wrote it all down. Thank you so much. <laughs> and we'll be adding an Edinburgh date at some point. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know why we didn't put Edinburgh in. I saw that it was that like, it was going like Glasgow, um, Inverness. Was there Dunfermline there as well? And the Fermline. <laughs> Who goes to Dunfermline? And, and there was no Edinburgh date. None. What were they doing? But um, and the other plug. Yeah, I'm going to say if he's all having to come to Dunfermline. <laughs> don't do. It's actually not that bad a driver. You're going to do that thing again where you. Like you, you annoy. You're gonna annoy part of our fan base now. And oh no, I love Dunfermline. Can I just say, <laughs> I mean, if you're from Dunfermline, support your local team. But anyway, the, no, I'm joking. I'm joking because they're terrible. Yeah. But the thing is, um, no, I, I actually Dunfermline's actually my one of my favourite gigs on the tour. <laughs> Genuinely, the Alhambra Theatre. Have you ever been? I'm not. It's actually there. gorgeous. <laughs> I couldn't believe it when I got there. Uh-huh. It was so nice. Have you, have you have you done shows there before? I've done a few shows there before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, some yeah, I'm doing Dundee. I'm doing Glasgow. I'm doing. Dunfermline, mm-hmm. and then I will be. I'll add in. I'll, like, add in I'll do. I might even do Perth. Yeah, Let's see how it goes. <laughs> we're going to stop this interview now before you annoy anybody. Another <laughs> <laughs> thing you said. I remember you mentioned Hips Kids earlier, which, and we still have that up and running. It's uh, a great thing to yeah, do. Honestly, you still get four games a season. Is it still? Uh huh. I think, and the commercial team will, will shout at me if I don't give it a, a plug. So you honestly, still you still buy your Hips Kids membership. And, and last time you got to meet all the players. I've still got my book signed with all the players. Yeah, yeah. You get to go and meet all the players and they sign. Yeah, you still do that. You come to the open training. Do kids still get signatures or are they into like, do they get like self Do the players just give them like NFTs or something now? <laughs> I don't know what happens. I don't know what young people Signatures do. and selfies are, yeah, hopefully still. So. But anyway, Ian, talk to so much for, uh, for the awards tonight. And, and I do, I was only joking. I love Dunfermline. <laughs> I would like to make that very clear. <laughs> Thanks for joining us and happy buzz and, and best of luck. Podcast Network.